At the State of Bullshit Podcast, we are back. This is episode 111. Gabe here, Brandon here as well. Brandon, how are you doing there? Yo, 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 it's G-O-double-D-Y and the Spizzot. What's popping with the people tonight? I'm good. Booyaka, booyaka. Nah, I seen a I was about to say something ignorant. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't want to start too early. Go ahead. That's you good. might as well. I just seen this post, and it was like this Spanish girl. She was she looked good. She was like, I love when um, I meet black men that can speak, speak Spanish. And the nigga going to repost and was like, andale, andale, mama, ia, ia, uh-oh. Like, that's some shit I say Christ. for real. Oh, my God. All right. So, on this uh, beautiful Sunday For the death. <laughs> is the 27th? Well, it's the 28th now because it's... Uh, 12 o'clock here at night. Um, Tory Lane shot Megan Stallion. It's been confirmed. Mm. And uh, Did he really? Tory then did some stupid shit. He then dropped a whole album. Now, the unfortunate side to this is he told us about this album long ago before he shot Meg. And so, evidently, he made this album within the last, like, 24 hours of, of him shooting her. So, the last couple months or whatever that we were waiting for his reply. Uh, now, I feel like he did it. He's saying he didn't do it. Now that he's finally replied, and the way he didn't reply, he ain't said nothing, then you might as well just shut up and or just went on live about it, right? You got something to say if you got stink face on right now? My stink face is in reference to the entire situation. Like, at this point, Meg and Tori, like, I just don't care anymore at this point. Like, I don't know. I've said this from the beginning. Like it's, it sounds bad to say I don't care that she got shot, right? But I don't care. Like that's sad. No one should get shot. But am I invested in trying to determine what his motive was or who shot her and what the situation was? As a lot of people are, like trying to look at her hospital records. I think that's a bit od. It was a situation. It's good for the media. Cool. But at this point, we never gonna get the story. Like. So yeah. people that is like fiending for the story, it's just like y'all niggas is reaching. Like just let it go now. I hate the You're people. You're never that, gonna get it. Like I hate the people that are like fully leaning to her side, and then the other people that's like definitely the people that's leaning fully to his side because we really have no details. Yeah, it's just like we pretty much have two people defending themselves against right some allegations that were never solid. Hey, that's hey, who shot you? He said he didn't do it. She said you did. That's what I took from it. He made a whole album basically saying he loves Meg. And unfortunately, I, I do believe him. that part. I downloaded the album, but never Shit, got I a did chance too. to listen Fuck. to it. It's I music. Never, I never got a chance to listen to it, though. It's music. Like, I kept trying to tell myself I would listen to it. I just wanted to listen to the first song. And I haven't I see, really listened to anything else. I listened to the first song inadvertently. Like by going to someone on, fa- on, Insta- mm, on YouTube that posted it. Listening to it that way before the album like was really out for some reason for everybody. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say is, and I guess this is a deeper conversation that we didn't even discuss. We discussed it before, but I didn't get mm-hmm. to go in deep for it. But um, mind you, I'm gonna say this: I feel like at this point, Tori did it, or Tori knows exactly who did it, how it happened, why it happened, etc. And I think that if he's gonna come out and say something, he might as well just out it the person who did it. Just coming out and saying I didn't do it and then saying fuck you to everybody who's reacting a certain way is really some bitch ass shit at this point. Uh, but the other side to that is I love Tori as an artist and it kills me how the internet is so prepared to kill a black person. 
Like, black people are so quick to shit on other black people so fast. And it's so dangerous and scary. Whereas, like, I watch uh, Twitter. All of Twitter is just going on and on about canceling him. And people are going hard for trying to tell people not to listen to his music or listen to the songs and so forth. Uh, because they feel like he's profiting off of it. But it's interesting how we stand so strong on shit like, oh, fuck them, uh, fuck him, don't give him a stream, don't listen to nothing, we don't care about what he got to say because he put out an album. But then the other side to that is, those people still will go to Chick-fil-A. Those people will still support, like, McDonald's. Those people still support the NFL. Those people will still support, uh, even, I don't want to say necessarily the NBA, but, like, all these different organizations that do underlying shit that goes against your morals or the people that we care about and they exploit black people and they exploit homosexual people or they put dangerous to hex or, or put spread uh, dangerous thought rhetoric towards homosexuals, black people, etc. on those lines. We still support them. But when it can- comes to the black artist that did the wrong thing, however you feel it, you're so vocal about talking down about this person. That's probably one of my biggest problems with, like, cancel culture is I agree with canceling someone out and not not discussing them or not dealing with them, but it's another level when we try so hard to hurt ourselves or people that look like us before we'll hurt the people who really don't give a fuck about us. You got any feeling towards that? Or is it still fucking shit? I'm just pondering on your point. Right. I agree with the statement that a lot of people that are diehard cancel Tory stands right now. I guess that may be what you would call them. People that's just really going hard to cancel the boy. Not just that. Like To be honest with you, I don't really care about canceling Tory. Yeah, I'm saying like the people that... Doing that also wouldn't be, would not stop eating at Chick-fil-A, stop supporting all of the crooked organizations that un, that really don't fuck with black people or any other minority type group at all. But I also feel like when things like this happen, black or not, you should be held accountable for what has taken place. I agree with that. If you have fans. Now, me personally, I don't give a fuck. Like, Tory is cool. Like, what? I've never was a fan of his, is what I'm saying. Like, okay, I was never, never like a big fan of Tory. Like, he's you know, Tory so over there. You like, can't cancel him because you never really. Like, I don't really. I have like a song of his that I like that's not even. I, it's on SoundCloud, like on a mixtape that I'll be listening to, like mm. a little playlist. Like, he has some cool songs, like, but. Clearly, I just told you I'm getting his shit on SoundCloud, so I'm not even paying for his shit. You feel me? Like, right. And then I also, I don't even want to say that that's a full true statement. I might have some songs of his downloaded on Apple iTunes, but I wouldn't say that I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Tory Lanez. I think he can sing and he makes some good songs, but I was never a, like. Everybody knows I'm a really big like Jay Z, Nicki fan. I was he was never like that. Yeah. For me. So me undownloading the two, three songs that I have of his isn't whatever. Like yeah. I like the song. It is what it is. Now, I don't think people understand that when you 
continuously talk about someone, yeah, that brings relevancy. So you're if right. you're not gonna download his album because you think it's bringing him money, then just stop talking about him, and then he would die out. I don't think it works that easy, but I get what you're saying. I think that it does over time, like because of buzz. What really? This is what I observed. Like to me, this is how I really think shit works. This is just my theory. You guys can agree or not. And it kind of goes down to anything. Just like when you hear songs. Like, people can say a song is lit and you see it buzzing on the internet. But to me, a song is not really lit until I hear that shit in the street. Until I hear that shit walking down the street. Until I hear cars playing it. Or I hear that, like, just corner stores and shit like that. That's when you know a song is lit. When it's out in the world. A part of the world now. So when you start hearing... Tory Lane's conversation and conversation in passing, that's how you know that nigga is buzzing right now. But if no one's talking about him, it's a thing of next week, a thing of the past next week is what I'm trying to say. Like, if you don't fuck with him, like, I don't speak on KW, <laughs> um, Kim, Kim um, Kardashian husband, because I don't condone the shit he do. Damn, that's crazy, though. I don't speak on him. No, but you can't say his name, but you'll say Kim Kardashian? Listen, I, she ain't even in my people. She ain't, she ain't never been for us. I feel, all right. So, I get She what ain't said. turned against me. She wasn't for me. He turned on me. Like, that's how I feel. Okay. She, like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm the type of person that respect my enemies more than my fake friends. Because they at least out here hating me in my face. That's, uh, well, not that exactly. But I know uh, Russ has a nice bar that's like that, um... He said that he respects his enemies more than his, uh, I don't forget the bar. Like, but, I respect niggas that that every time he see me, he's going to try to punch me in my face. Because you don't know he's always going to punch you in Be the face. nigga that's with me trying to goddamn, like, hit him now. He's not looking. Come on over. Sneak him. Like, or stabbing me. When I, like, that's not the shit that I can't get with that. So, Kim K, we, I bet she's a vulture for the culture. I bet she been doing this shit her whole life. Mm-hmm. It's nothing new. She been trying to get with black men. To help turn her into a black woman, like that's what she's literally trying to transform. They've also been exploiting like, black culture. Though. They do. That's that's what they do, and it's yeah. just like not new at this point. So I just don't support them. I feel you on that. I just like I just don't. I that's you, why man. I was so ready to blame Kylie. I I think she did. I still it. am starting. I think I, will, I, I would love that. if black I, people got that petty like. Blame not even just that though. Kylie did it. Like, I, do, I want that. I to am be. starting to partially feel though, like with how Tory is bringing up Kylie. Uh, I don't like how he just like how he's talking so good about Kylie on a regular basis. But mm-hmm. with like him saying I didn't do it, and then him defending like oh homegirl that her best friend didn't do it as well is leaving me to believe like well are you trying to say that Meg shot herself in the feet? Yeah, because it's just, like, it doesn't make Kylie sense. Shot her? Are you saying that Kylie shot her and then just spun the block real quick? Like, Kylie just like, fuck you, black bitch, bah, bah, and then just dip. But um, what I will say is I agree with you on that. Like, it's better to just not talk about people that you don't like. I feel like that about uh, a, a white girl with blonde hair by the, by the initials of T.L., uh, if you don't know who that is, then you don't know who that is. But I know oh, it's feel, okay to say fuck that bitch. Right. But it's okay because like, if you don't know who she is, you need to go. I fuck it, her. Yeah. It, I, that's a, this is a mature thing we doing. We not giving them no light on this podcast. And I feel like that is how uh, the the blonde haired white bitch 
by the initials of TL has become famous amongst so many people. People talk about it. Because amongst black people, her her videos have been uh, put in in, in uh, circulation amongst black people. Almost everybody knows who the white bitch with blonde hair by the initials of TL is. And then I think what she does specifically that she has excelled in, I have to give her that. Yeah. She pushes our buttons but every you, time. But you know the problem with that was is uh, the white bitch with the blonde hair with the initials of TL, actually they said she had a black boyfriend uh, or a fiance or something who at, at some point ultimately led to her getting curved and the black boyfriend or black husband, whatever he was, curved her, left her, and now people are coming out with videos about, and now all the white people uh, who were behind her as well have dubbed her and now she tried to go somewhere else and keep spreading her rhetoric the way she was doing but it wasn't bringing the success that she wanted because it was on a smaller platform and uh, now I've been seeing people post videos of her trying to talk about like fuck boys and how relationships are and all this other good stuff and it's like um, when all that privilege leaves that just leaves you as a a blonde hair white bitch with the initials of TL. Facts. This entire conversation, like, we're talking about things of substance right here, but I also do want to kind of slide past this, not to, like, say that Meg getting shot isn't an important headline and sad. We're sorry it's for not you. an important headline. It shouldn't be. That's okay. The, the I'm glad that, that we said that because I thought niggas wanted to talk about no, that. Like, I, no, I don't. So. I, 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 to be honest with you, I really don't. I really like. I, I really wanted to talk care. about. I want to talk about us because niggas is really trying to grow in this. Well, hold shit. on. Let me make one point before we go because mm-hmm. because how we just ended was very insensitive. I, I really don't <laughs> give two shits. I'm sorry. But, That's but insensitive, I do, but I don't give a fuck. Is but what I you do just fit, said. Hold on, right, but <laughs> I do care about the protection of black women. I do too. But I, I do. do not like the biasness of people as a whole. Like, I do not like how we mute one side of the party or we hate one side of the party because of how they replied versus having to match how someone else replied. I don't, I don't like the. It's a lot of intricacies that come in or a lot of roundabout conversations that come with the Megan Tory conversation that I don't like, even down to talking about how her story has a lot of inconsistencies, Mm -hmm. but we choose to ignore any conversation about inconsistencies and we just put the blame on him. And I think now it's more so a popularity contest. I think it's one of those things for men to try and say that they agree with Meg and they support Meg mm-hmm. and they back Meg mm-hmm. so that they look good amongst women, women by saying that they care about black women. Try and hit. But, right. Um, ultimately, though, to end it, though, uh, I do, at this point, now that he has replied and we've now established mm-hmm. how we feel about the replying, we will not bring this up ever again. Thanks. I don't care. If Two it, black like, women, video. though, I do also want to say, just because I've also noticed the influx of black women just expressing how they feel about black men like myself just coming out and saying things like, black women, I love you, not being enough because we are not trying to see what the need is. Right. So I just want to go ahead and offer to y'all, I do fuck with y'all. I love y'all. Y'all my sisters. I'm a black man that's saying to that. And if that is not enough, my Instagram is Brandon Gotti. Pull up in my DMs on any of my pictures and let me know what the fuck I need to do to improve myself as a black man. 
because that's what's necessary. You know, I second that. I actually support that as a uh, Minds is Young God Gate. We put it on the podcast. Yeah, everywhere. we available. Uh, and of course, you can still hit us as well at uh, State of BS on Instagram. Uh, the email is stateofbull117 at gmail.com. But what I will say is, don't slide in my shit saying that I need to improve as a black man because I need to just blindly believe a black woman who just says that something happened I'm, when there's no true hey, evidence. I'm going to put it to you like this. I got all the respect for you. <laughs> but I'm still... We, I, I no still look at you as a person. No, I, I, I curse people out every day. No Come bullshit. at me on some bullshit, you will get met with I'm it. A black I love man. you, though. I'm a black man with a black girlfriend, with a with a, a black mother, black father, black sister, you name it. I've only dealt with black women in my life. Don't sit here and try to tell me that I don't respect black women because I Let's want not even assume that they're going. That wasn't even. Like, you, I just hey. don't. I just want to make sure it's understood because <laughs> I want the people who want who wants to tell me what I can do as a black man to better myself mm-hmm. to be the intelligent people who thought about it and who actually know me as a man. Don't come to me telling me how to better. I, I even hate that conversation amongst other people, whether it's a man or a woman. Don't tell me how I can better black women or something by telling me that I need to be giving all my money to a foundation when you don't know how my money is set up, when you don't know how my life and my dreams and my goals are set up. Mm-hmm. When you hear me on podcast for 110, 111 episodes supporting women, supporting black people, and if you haven't listened to all 111 episodes or at least 20 episodes, at least the last 20 episodes. If you have not listened to the last 20 episodes, don't ever try to tell me that I don't support black women just because I don't blindly listen to a black woman who told me that such and such happened and now I have to believe her every word that she say without any level of proof whatsoever. I'm hearing, oh, she said that it was glass in her foot. Oh, it was something in her foot, but you don't know what it was. Then I hear, oh, they said that it was, it was gunshells in her foot. Oh, they said it was just debris in her foot. They usually just say that if it was a gunshell case or something like that. It's too much. It's too much. And a lot of inconsistencies. So don't tell me that. So that's all my point is. Let's drop this, though. I think I had one last point, but I don't even really give a fuck about making it at this point. If anybody want to make it, we can just argue on the Instagram at this point. Like, Fact. just hit us on the Instagram. I'll make a I want. A we can have a conversation. Out. I'm really not into arguing. I'll, I'll reply back and forth <laughs> with you, and I'll make videos. Hell, if you want, do all that, and we'll we'll discuss it. Hell, if you want, we'll go live, and I'll discuss with you how I feel about it. You can share everything you feel about it with me. Uh, but yet again, just don't try to tell me what to do with my money or where my money could go, because my nieces are black women of different shades and I tell them that they're beautiful and treat them as though they're beautiful and it has nothing to do with skin color, skin tone, either on those lines. I've dealt with nothing but dark skinned women in my life and or brown skinned women. Women always try to well, people always try to correlate themselves as different. They've all been black. They've all been uh I wouldn't say 100% black because, like, one of them was, like, African and one was, like, Panamanian <laughs> or something like that. So, but, <laughs> but they've been blackity black, or at least they say they all those things. But they blackity blackly black, black, black. So get that bullshit out of my face. Let's move forward. You were talking about how we've been on our hustle. We've been on our grind. Yes. And it's coming up to that time where it's, oh, my bad. Did you want to introduce it yourself? Well, I was just pretty much going to say that you – have been really hustling as far as the podcast game. Added me as a co-host, so <laughs> you see, I'm here. What's up with y'all? <laughs> so I'm here as the co-host, and then myself, I'm on the avenue headed to you know the stardom as far as the music industry, yeah. trying to take hold of that mainstream, actually yeah. take a hold of it and be that guy. 
and then be able to look back at these times like, yo, we was in the trenches grinding. Yeah. So I really wanted to, I guess, just simply ask, in your journey of podcasting, what were like, what are a lot of the tools or would you say gems that you've just gained? Right. And like from when, starting to where you are now, things that you learned yourself that you wish you could have knew when you first started. Ah, I appreciate that. Uh, well, for me at least, I would say, and be prepared because I'm definitely going to throw this back at you. Okay, I'm uh, just saying, you know. <laughs> you are right, that's this guy. Um, for me, it's like, podcasting is like, it's something almost that I always did naturally. Okay. So I say back in like high school and middle school, my friends and I always got on like the Xbox Live chat and then we would just talk shit all day. We would mm-hmm. compare different stuff, especially around the times when I, when I first really started getting into basketball, which is like 2011, 2012, when the, um, when the, the Heat were going against the Spurs in the finals. and the, Well, actually it was more so when they went against, uh, well, as you know, when they went to Spurs the first time. Um, when they, no, my bad, I'm lying to you. When the Heat went against OKC, it was 2012. Then the next year was when they went against the Spurs. I think I'm doing that timeline right. Because uh, they had to beat the – they lost to the Mavericks. Then they beat OKC. Then they uh I would help, but I don't know. It's either that or they, they went against – because I know they didn't lose two times in a row. Uh, they must have went against the Mavs, then went against the Spurs, lost – Beat the Spurs, then beat uh, which I'm gonna call it OKC, then played the Spurs again, and then lost, and then LeBron left. So I think that's the timeline actually. So it was when they went against the Spurs at first is when I first started watching um, the basketball heavily, and that's what we would like discuss, like debate who were the best people, who are good at different positions, what people were good for, were they not, and so forth. And that's when I really found for myself the passion to just like that discussion. That deb- At first it was like the debate and the arguing was like it was okay. But it mm-hmm. got annoying when I started realizing that people were getting offended. And then eventually it led to like just learning how to talk to people. But I didn't have it under control. So take fast forward to like podcasting. So at first it was like um, starting off it was just a group of everybody. Like it was just people who wanted to hop on who wanted to discuss. So first, I would say starting off, one of the things I needed to learn that was really quick was understanding, excuse me, what people to put in what room, what people to have for what conversation. Because one of the problems is you have six people on a podcast ready to talk, but five of them can't say nothing towards a certain conversation. So here I am at this point talking by myself (laughs) or only like three of us have opinions and everybody else kind of just falling asleep or just sitting there listening. And you start realizing how a lot of people say they want to be on a podcast, but they're not ready for the production of a podcast. That's even as simple as if I speak, now it's your turn to speak. And certain things that you might say don't really matter so I can talk over certain things or vice versa. Or understanding that if you start talking and then I chime in and try to say something, uh, either we have a cue to stop each other or one of us will take the respective bow out to allow the other niggas one. don't have communication skills. There you go. Like, it'd be like, but it'd be like it'd be so simple, like stuff like that. Or even if like if you listen to our podcast, one of my favorite podcasts that we ever recorded is actually probably one of the worst that we ever recorded. I think it was the state of hip hop. I think the pit is an early on video 
uh, well, early on podcast, and it's like the picture is, uh, I think, a rat with like some hip hop shit on it or something like that. Okay. And we really started leaning into debating. I think we started, to, I was defending Lupe because people were trying to say that Lupe wasn't good and the only thing they knew about him was Kick Push, but they didn't even know how good Kick Push was about a person selling drugs. And most people just think it was about skateboarding, right? Cool, right? See? And so <laughs> uh, it's like, it's interesting how. Like songs like that and stuff like that. Like, people don't. People would be like, "Oh, I'm a rap connoisseur. I know so much about rap, and I love uh, Lupe was nice, but Lupe wasn't good. All he had was kick push. But then you start saying Superstar, Show Goes On, uh, All Black, Everything. You just start naming all his different songs that were just nice as fuck. Uh, mural, dots and lines. You start just naming shit, and it's like. Oh, some people be like, oh, yeah, that, that song was kind of hard, actually. Like, oh, he was nice as shit. And would be like, yo, he's one of the greatest rappers to ever do it. <laughs> like, he's legitimately, like, if you put rapper for rapper, like, how he rap, top ten. He has to be top ten. It's impossible. Like, anybody above him is, like, God level of putting shit together. Like, it's stupid. How? But uh, either way, my point is, we yelled at each other throughout that whole podcast. What the fuck do you mean, Lupin? You stupid. You don't. No. Yo, don't you. It's like, when you think about it, like, when I think about it now, like, how dumb we look. Like, how dumb we sounded. The the quality of the mics wasn't there. I was using a trash-ass mic. You know how much uh, audio we lost? How much audio I lost? Like, uh, we would record, lose it, record again, lose that, record again. Uh, even now, like, sound quality is so much better now than it was before. Even like bringing you on, I no one ever has ever come on my podcast before. It was like you and Sky here, and I ever got a mic stand for them. Even on top of that, I don't even have a mic stand right now. You have a mic stand. I'm using a speaker as my mic stand. Even though technically I got a free one right here, I don't even have a mic stand though. I appreciate you, <laughs> but it's like those those little intricate things and. Um, now I've learned the hard lesson of not bringing alcohol to the podcast. Understanding that, <laughs> yo, I got drunk in here one time and I had a great time. This guy, it was, I think, I did great. You, you did phenomenal. But with that being <laughs> said, like those those little intricate things, being patient. That's one of the things as well. Is when I started the podcast, I never had any, and now it bounces back to you now because I've been rambling at this point. Mm-hmm. But when I started the podcast, I never really had a thought process of where it would go. And I think that it was one of those things where people pressured me into trying to figure out where the name was going to mean and what direction the podcast was going to go. And they tried to pressure me into having like a mission statement and having a business plan out, like a business plan, like all spread out, which to me didn't even make sense because it wasn't as if I was presenting the podcast to someone. It's just me and my friends talking shit at that point. Like it was like we just wanted to talk about some stuff. And uh, record it. And eventually after maybe, it took me maybe two years to find the true direction that I wanted the podcast to go into. And to be honest with you, it wasn't even my thought process. It literally was just Jesse and I fumbling through doing podcasts and then realizing the thing that made us comfortable. And I mean, even then, like, it podcasting within itself, just the last thing that is what I'll say is, it's a business. Like, and I think that's the one thing that it's taught me beyond anything else is, um, I think I get into this debate a lot with a lot of people, but they don't realize it. The difference between rich people and broke people or business people and non-business people 
is it's like this invisible amount of knowledge. And I say invisible amount because no knowledge is visible, but it's like this this area of knowledge and understanding that people just don't get. And so what I say by that is like, I'm sure people have heard different people come on the podcast, and this is the obvious thing I was about to say, but because it's not that many people. But you've heard people come on the podcast and almost seem like they're a regular and then not be here anymore. And while it's never a shot to them, all those people should know or both of those people should know that I still love them and they can always come back at any time. But it's also understanding that if we're going to do business together, there's a level of professionalism and it's a level of effort that you have to give me for me to give you message. And it's like, uh, I think for a lot of people, they think where I tell you to do a podcast, they're so prepared to, I put a mic in their face and then they just say some shit to do whatever they want to do. And then that's like, it's like, oh, well, I'm putting in effort. But it's like, no, like, not only do you have to do, is there so much more work that you have to bring behind the scenes? But at the same time, uh, you got to understand that, like, it's so much effort. Like, I understand I ramble, but when we start making our, um, like, our base, like, our core base fans and we start meeting the people who really like us, the people are going to like me rambling. The people who don't like us rambling, who or at least don't like me rambling, are not going to listen to us. They're probably going to be like, man, this nigga just keep running his... They're going to be like, man, this guy keep running his damn mouth. And they're going to be like, yo, let me turn this shit off. He, he's fucking annoying. I'm not rambling for you. I'm rambling for the person that's like, yo, the people who hit me up after we do a podcast right now. And they say, yo, Gabe, you spoke some real shit right there. And I've had a few people do that against different podcasts. Like, yo... You, you really made that point, and that really hit home for me. But in the end, I digress. Um, it's a business, and people are going to have to get put in. They're going to get pulled out, and things are going to have to change. You and I might have a conversation. You might be like, you told me before, and technically you told me this week as well. I'm sick and tired of talking about this Megan Tory shit. <laughs> it's a business decision, though. It's one of the most popular things that's come up. I, we have to say something towards it, especially since we already spent two or three episodes. Now, we can't just like be quiet now all of a sudden. We have to at least say something about it, right? But that's the business decision. Facts. That's, that's the exactly business like decision. That. Right. But we're black. Shit is happening to black people. We can't just sit here and be like, I told you so. Like, that's, that's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not even fair to the world. But um, ultimately, I, I say that to say yet again, it's taught me business. It's taught me you got to spend money to make money. You got to, you got to go for that extra payment of quality. You got to find that engineer. You got to find that space. You got to, you got to kick that person off your podcast or Tell that part person that they got to take a back seat. And if that person decides to take themselves out of being on a podcast, that's them. And I can't, I'm not hurt about it. Look, I did not want you to leave. I didn't want you to leave. I just wanted you to understand that on this podcast, you had to take a back seat. And if the maybe the communication didn't hit that well, then it didn't. When you hung up on me, that was other understanding that you don't fuck with me. And when you went through all the continued to go through, you don't fuck with me. But at the same time, that also taught me that as much love as I can give to anybody and as much as I could ever do something nice or be genuine or be nice to somebody, business is going to fall where it falls. So whenever you do business with somebody, you have to do business in a way that you are prepared to lose them. I said a lot just to get to that point as well. It, it, doing this podcast for four years has taught me a lot. 
let me roll it back to you uh, because it also goes to you. Uh, you just really started doing rap for like the last year now. Throughout conversations, you've rapped all your life. You've at least written some stuff down, maybe had a couple bars just come to life, but you've mm-hmm. never taken it serious, not until this last year. Uh, and I know, uh, I don't know if anybody out there still knows, because this is now new to me as well. Uh, at this point, I'm your business manager. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times for me, I'm just like, I'm like development. That's a, I'm here just for your development. I'm trying to help you go further as well. But let's be honest here. I don't know really too much about the music industry to truly be your manager to help you to amazing stardom. So for right now, I'm an advisor. I'm trying to help you out, trying to see what we can get you, trying to see what we could do to start you off. And hopefully we can find somebody who could take you in the right direction that won't fuck you over. Now what I will do is let you know that if we find somebody who might seem like they're taking you in the right direction, but they're really just trying to eat off you, that's where I would tell you, whoa, take a back seat. Let me work on doing what I can do where I can do. Uh, let's move forward. But how has this last year taught you, at least since the beginning, with something that you felt like you could tell yourself back then that maybe helped you now, or something that you've learned on this path of the first year that seems almost invaluable? Well, I do want to say music and the arts has always been a part of me now rapping i believe i said this to you the other day takes a different type of confidence in yourself that at the beginning part of my life i didn't always have as a teenager as my early 20s i was confident like you couldn't talk no shit to me but would i bust out and start rapping at 16 in the middle of nowhere in the street nah probably not now, at this point in my life, niggas can't tell me shit. I rap. I'm nice. And that's that on that. You heard me? Like, that's how I feel about it. So, I would say in this last year, I want to say September of last year, I did, I called one of my homeboys, one of my homegirls. I was like, yo, I think I might do this whole Brooklyn challenge. Mad people was doing it. I'm not even from Brooklyn. But I have a lot of homeboys and homegirls from Brooklyn. And I was just going to do So Raleigh. That's where I'm from. And then mix Baltimore in there, too. So I was just like, I think I could do it. So I wrote my little freestyle. I'm like, my shit is kind of hot. Like, my shit fire. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't the first freestyle that I wrote. It was just the first one that I wrote, recorded, and posted on, you know, my social medias and let it do what it do. So from that point, I mean, as you know, every, like, two weeks, I was trying to come out with another freestyle, mm-hmm. another freestyle. So over this time... What it did, it was created a drive in me. So now I'm hungrier than I already was. Because from the beginning of 94, that's when I was born, if you ain't know. Like, when I sit and think about what do you want to do? Like, when you close your eyes and envision, like, what your life would be like, you ever had those moments? Like, me, I see phone lights and the crowd, and then me on stage. That's what I see. Mm -hmm. So that's like, and then it keeps coming back. Music, music, music. So that's why I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I can sing, I can dance, I can rap. I'm not, those are three things that people just can't do. Why can't I do all three? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I'm chosen. Like, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, over this year, I would say that having faith in yourself and confidence yeah. is something that I really learned. Like, don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. Yeah. Or that what you're doing is not good. Yeah. If you like it, it's, it's what's up. Because you said so. And don't nobody else got to say nothing about it. Unless you really trash. But keep you on. feel me? Yeah, like, and I'm not that. Like, Facts. You feel me? Also, give yourself, well, 
I don't want to start talking like I'm giving people advice because I'm nowhere to give anybody advice. I'm in the trenches out here. I'm coming up and we'll be up, but I'm still coming up. So me give myself time. And when I say give myself time, I want to say the best times that I wrote or the times where I had the best lyrics or got the best brain blast, I call it is when I had given myself time and then I just felt like the the vibe was right to write, yeah. if that makes sense. A lot of times if you just try to sit and write through it, you're writing, but just you're not feeling anything you're writing. It's yeah. not going to be something that you like. It could be some fly shit, but it's not really... I like my shit to, has to come from my soul when I write. Like I want it to really hit like that. Yeah. I'm putting my everything into all my lyrics. So I want my vibe to sometimes when... How do I want to say this? Sometimes when I go to write, the atmosphere the atmosphere is just wrong. So it's not hitting how I want it to hit. So those might be some bars that I stack up and save for later. Then when the atmosphere is right, I add those in with whatever flow and whatever scheme I came up with this time. And I used to not like that. So now I just came to appreciate that. Timing is everything. And also, like you said, with the podcast, I would definitely say that I'm learning the business of this all. Yeah. You have to brand yourself. You have to create some type of rollout for everything you got to do. You got to learn how to keep these people with the eyes on you. Because yep. then with this hip-hop shit, it's millions of other people that can rap. Same with it's, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's millions of other niggas Hella and girls talking. that's doing this shit. Yep. And then it's easy to get discouraged, but then you got to tell yourself, nah, it's going to be me. That's the biggest Like fact. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be me. So just speaking that into existence and always working a lot of times i used to feel like if i'm not writing i'm not working yeah if i'm not creating a song right now i'm not working but it's so much other things that i can do that i'm trying to expose myself to do and learn now yeah is what i can do to push the content that i already have yep. because i got fly shit so one of them shits could still blow and take me there and people tomorrow people many people haven't seen it yeah saying like that's what i'm saying like so i'm just trying to learn the business and grow in that aspect so to this point september last year till now so i've been trying to get in the game for about a year now knocking on this door kicking at the door I've been getting some looks, a couple big names. See me, I ain't going to drop their names in case they come through trying to bust a check or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But, (laughs) (laughs) like, that's what I think that I'm getting out of this. Like, stay confident, stay hungry, and the timing is everything. Like, because you never know when you're going to blow, so you got to be ready. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. And then stay consistent, because I will say when I started writing... It would take me a little minute to write a 16. As you know now, like, I can write a six. I'm writing. I can write now. Yeah. So the more and more you do shit, that ain't a lot. The more you do it, the easier it comes. Yeah. So when you just pushing your pen and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, soon everything you say is going to be fly. Yeah. That's that's to the point where, like, I'm, I'm at now. Like, so that's what I'm getting from this shit. So, and then where I see myself, like I told you, I'm trying to be at the top, mainstream. You know what I'm saying? I want Meek, Drake, Nicki, all of them to be my peers. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We all are peers. Cardi is a peer. All these people that are, that Jay, all them niggas is my peers now. That's what I'm trying to get up to. You know, you realize they'll never look at you as the peer, though, because they'll look at themselves as legends compared to when you, but I get what you're saying. Well, I'm going to be a legend, too. Cardi came up in five years. 
I can do the same thing. Like I don't understand how people people be like, oh, no, they I, did this. I'm a person. I think they, I'm a person. No, no, That's no, what, I, what I'm saying is, I think I think that. Yes, I think that yes. like I, the way Ultimately. I see it, I could drop something and do J numbers in a, in the, the, the same time. Like who know, who knows? I'm not saying that you. They're not. What I'm saying is not saying that you. Yeah. yeah and yeah. if you know, you know, I love J, so I'm not even even I'm like pause. But that's my dog. Like that's like rap hierarchies. That's why I'm. Yeah, I feel you, but I'm yeah. just saying like those are my goals. You trying to be on the same stage that. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Summer jam. I'm performing when it's dark outside. Don't put me on the main stage when it's light. It got to get late. You know what I'm saying. I'm going when it's lit. I got the 45 minute time slot, not the 10, 15. Yeah, and I'm saying, right. That's that's what I'm getting for. So I'm really learning now. Like I think I say this to you a lot too, and I'm rambling too. So I apologize for those at home. But don't apologize because our fans want that. The people who fuck with us, they want that. The people that eventually, when we go and we are on the stage, like when you done with your rap, with rapping and so forth, and then you like, hey, let's go hit up the stage for us. Or when you done doing a set and then we sit down and do a live podcast and so forth, the people who going to be there for that and who going to be sitting there and talking to us for that, they want this. Facts. That's the truth. That's another thing I had to learn, though. Because people used to listen and be like, Y'all just talked about the same thing for two hours. Or y'all talked about one thing for 30 minutes and then talking about something else for two hours. Or you just rambled for an hour and some change. Or you only rambled for 40 minutes. And what I really had to understand is, I don't, like, uh, but like the same way your rapping comes. Like, mm-hmm. if people talk about this, like, with, like, writing books and stuff. I don't get to control this. Facts. Me rambling for 40 minutes or for those last, like, 20 minutes or what it was. It was no thought. Like, it just happens. Fact. This is where it comes. Like, yeah, but what... Right, my bad. You good. So, what I, I'm saying is, I also learned in this shit, if you know me, you know, I think I'm the shit. Like, I'm saying this humbly as, pers- as I can. Like, you supposed to feel the way I feel. Like, if you don't feel that you the shit, you probably should love yourself a little bit more. <laughs> I just feel that way. Fact. Like, you know what I'm saying? But... At the same time, I got in this this funk when I first started dropping freestyles. I thought I was going to get a lot more love than I did mm-hmm. from the people that I... I don't want to say they don't fuck with me, but they don't fuck with my music like I thought they would fuck with my music. Ooh, that hit me too. So, that hit me. Then I realized when I blow, this shit will be a surprise to me because my numbers fluctuate so differently. Like, mm-hmm. the people that know me, like on my Instagrams, Twitters, Facebooks, when I post some shit up there, the people that know me don't fuck with it as much as the people that do on my YouTube. My YouTube numbers is out of here right now. Mm. Like, if you look at my shits and be like, them shits not out of here, they out of here for me, so suck my dick. But they out of here for me right now. And those people don't know me. So that's where the growth is, you know what I'm saying? Can I make a point real quick? What you, what you got? I had to learn that the hard way. And so, like, my friend of mine's, I don't want to put nobody out there, but they know who they are. Still my guy, though. He still supports me to to this day. But, like, uh, when I first did the podcast and was doing it a little consistently, I was always wondering, like, hey, uh, why y'all don't listen? You should listen and all this other good stuff. And really what it came down to was their answer was, look, Nick, I'm, I, I talk to you almost every day, and I hear you ramble all the time regardless. Uh, and then I got to listen to you ramble on your podcast. He's like, I don't want to fucking hear your voice all day, every day. And that hurt my soul. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that was the thing that just, I was like, damn. See, like, because I feel you, because I'm the type of homeboy, 
If you my dog, you got a podcast. If I don't want to listen to your podcast, I'll go to your podcast and slide to the end just so you got my listen mm-hmm. on your numbers. Like, mm-hmm. that's the type of shit I do. Because I was frustrated. I'm like, I shouldn't have to ask you niggas to share my fucking video. Mm-hmm. I'm your friend. Either you don't think I can rap or you don't support me. Or Either or tell shit. me. Which one? Because you supposed to be my dog. You ain't got to What's up? Like. You feel me? Like, tell, tell your friends who listen to And then motherfuckers to will hit you with, like, oh, you know, I don't be on social media like that. I don't be sharing yes, shit. Yes, honest, you dude. fucking do. Right. And then, for, like, you'll share that. White all you have shit. to do is hit share, my guy. They, like, oh, I don't, I support people in different ways. But I'm telling you, the way that gets it done this, this right. day and age is likes and shares, niggas. So right. thank you for your compliment in person. But I would have liked, I appreciate the share too. But then I had to get over that, like, who gonna fuck with you is who gonna fuck with you. And who don't is who don't. It is what it is. You feel me? Like, but you can't stop. And that's what I'm on now. Like, so I just be putting shit out there. Putting it out there. It is what it is. Yeah. At this point, I've come to the realization four years in, uh, I know how to do a podcast. Maybe the topics that someone might want to hear, maybe the topics is how you like you don't want to contrast in topics or you want us to flow through a bunch of different topics quicker. But I listen to I have listened to so many different podcasts and I've listened to at least like an episode, maybe 15 minutes, any on those lines, even like local podcasts. I've listened to so many different podcasts that I understand what sounds disgusting to me now. Mm-hmm. Like I understand when people bring up a good conversation. Or a good topic, excuse me. And I, I see like the host bring up something and make a point that everybody can hit on or make a deeper point across. Like let's say the Megan Tory situation is a perfect thing. Anybody would bring up the Megan Tory situation and sit here and start discussing like did he shoot or did he not? You're about to say everything that you don't know. Like you're gonna just insinuate a bunch of stuff. So really, your conversation is null and void. It's a dumbass conversation. You have no information about that. But now to start talking about a deeper conversation about like how black people are so willing to cancel black people, not cancel white people, even compared to this likes and shares and stuff. Yes, a, a share Fenty. Yes, we'll share about how uh, whatever white person, uh, the Kali Lip connection or something like that. Yes, a share like, oh, she's serving face to Kim Kardashian or something. But the question is, are you going to share your best friend or a good friend's picture when you say, yo, he flossed up right now? Yo, my man's got a new car or something. Yo, she killing it. Like, why would you ever share some random famous person's picture and say she killed her makeup in this but you won't share your friend like uh, and that's just a criticism that i see towards people but i say unfortunately that is definitely towards women like i see a lot of women that will share like a rihanna picture or they'll share like a beyonce picture or something but you don't hype your friend up with that scene you might tell your friend in private but you don't share like yo this is my friend and she just took this amazing selfie and boom look at her right like we don't support ourselves the way we support other yeah, I people. I think that comes from a lot of people putting celebrities on these pedestals. Facts. Now, I've sat here and told y'all that I'm trying to get to a level in which I will be a huge celebrity, which I will be. Facts. That don't mean put me on no fucking pedestal. Just a person. That means that my talent speaks that large, that that's yep. where I am. Yep. I'm no better than you. I'm a real person. I still do real shit. I see celebrities just like that. Them niggas is just people who made it shake for themselves, doing what they love to do. I don't see them no more than that. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't put them on no type of pedestal, Mm -hmm. feeling as though that they are something that I should share over my friends. Like, 
I got homegirls that look better than a lot of, you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. how I'm rocking. Like, I share my homegirls. Mm-hmm. If my if my homeboys rap, you know what I'm saying? I let niggas know. I like that shit on my friends. I, or even on, I go on Facebook now every now and then. I got an old, old uh, I think she was the HR. No, she was the trainer at my old job. She's selling, like, masks and stuff now. Hit share button. I, I haven't even bought nothing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I ain't bought a mask. I ain't going to spend too much money on no damn mask. And I already got, like, three, four, or five of them things. I don't need no more masks. I ain't no stylish person. But you got masks, share it. Click, click. It's going to be somebody that might get it. You, Oh, my uh, old friend of mine's ex-girlfriend or whatever selling art or whatever along those lines. She did some art for us. We haven't used it yet, but she did some art, and her art is awesome. Hit that share button. That's it. You, know, you only had to listen. Like, you don't even have to always, like, I got homies that rap. I don't even listen to their raps. And sometimes I just be like, click, 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 just go on, go on here and get your share real quick. Because it's not going to hit nothing for me. Because me, I feel like, as far as rapping, again, I know I get busy. I'm nice with a pen. But say you my homie, right? You want to rap. You want to do music. I'm going to keep it a band with you whether or not I like this shit or not. Because right. that's just me. So, this is the scenario, which is hypothetical. I tell you that your music is all right. It's not that good yet. You might should go back into the lab. Or it could just not be my cup of tea. It could be great to people whose cup of tea is different than mine. Right. But at the same time, I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to post it on my page, but I kind of know what people on my page fuck with because they don't fuck with me. So, <laughs> like, so once I post it, I did my job. I supported you. So if the people don't fuck with it, that that's the game you're trying to get into now. Cause I deal with that. You, I post my own shit and see people don't fuck with it. So if they don't fuck with it, that's just them not fucking with it. I fuck with you though. I'm your friend. I shared it. I did what I'm. That's all I'm saying. Share my shit. That's all I'm saying. Share my man. Listen. This is how you do an interview right here. This is how you promote yourself. Mm-hmm. My name is Brandon Gotti. My Instagram is Brandon Gotti. If you ain't never went on my Instagram and looked at none of my freestyles, I got about like seven, tw- 17 to 20 of them right now. I can't remember how many exact freestyles mm-hmm. I got. And I got a few singles that's about to drop. And then by this time next year, I should be like getting looked at by labels and shit. And Double XL is going to be one, one of my body running me down and shit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm probably going to be like, if you ain't talking about, <laughs> listen, if the number ain't right, fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Like, so that's what I'm trying to be by next year. But I'm saying everybody pull up to my Instagram and my YouTube. Everything is Brandon Gotti because that's also how you do it when you market shit. You feel me? You got to be accessible everywhere. <laughs> Two more things and then I'm ready to uh, exit this. My but, son um, got to go to the legal job in the morning. You heard. <laughs> Facts. Uh, but ultimately, what, one thing I say is four years in and one thing what I realized is uh, I think I've spent the time trying to make sure that the I can know how to podcast or make mm-hmm. it like at least halfway interesting. Yes. Um, choosing my words wisely. Uh, and one thing I do want to correct, actually, uh, Elijah McCain was never established or he never said that he was like uh, anything was wrong with him mentally. He said, "Am I supposed to know who this is?" Yes. But he, he was the young boy who got injected with the stuff. We talked about it last week. But we didn't know his name. Wait, I said his name was Elijah McLean, but then I said that he said that he was like special or something like that. What he the said police was, injected him and they killed him, right? Yes. What he actually said was that he was uh, an introvert, that he was different, that he just listened to his music, that he was just vibing out by himself. Uh, it was another name that we were supposed to know, but I think wow. he was talking about Amal Wow, that's Auburn. horrific. 
Yeah. They pulled up on this nigga and said, why are you over here being quiet? He, he was just, no, he was dancing and walking. He was dancing and walking. He just left the store. I think, I forgot what they said he grabbed, but he had grabbed something from the store. He was just walking home and he was dancing, but he was dancing. I think he was like flailing his arms around and stuff. You know, man, it's probably whoop. And then, uh, then somebody reported him saying that he looked like he stole something because he had a hoodie and a mask on. I just want to know, how do you look like you stole? Right. And evidently, though, they said that in their police report, the person said he's probably not dangerous, but he looked like he looked suspicious. He looked like he did something. So the cops pulled up on him and basically accused him of something, but it was nothing to accuse him of. Then they tried to restrain him, and he's like, "Like, what are you doing? Like, I haven't done anything. Please leave me alone. Please let me go home." He was saying, "Like, I'm just different. I'm just different. I'm, I'm just an introvert. I haven't done anything." And then they tried to calm him down, and, and trying to hold him down and calm him down, they injected him. And that's why I say, like, the relax, like seeing relax is very like getting triggering because to think that young man did nothing, and then that's what they kept telling him: relax. Relax, relax. That's gonna relax. be like a movie. All black people go crazy when you hear that. Relax. That shit is crazy, bro. Like that shit is crazy. I should but be an actor. You see how that? I... This guy. My point ultimately is though is uh, after four years of doing it and trying to become better and trying to improve and now feeling that confidence that you've spoken on as well. Uh, marketing is a thing. Like that's the thing. Like doing this. I want to say this and then we'd be done. Well, you make a point if you want to. Uh, business is very deeper than what people think it is facts it's a mind game and it's really interesting listening to psychology and business i feel like go hand in hand Loki. almost uh it's really interesting listening to people who don't have a business don't handle a business and when i say business it doesn't even have to be a registered business it could just be being in the business of needing people because people don't realize that right people say i just want to be my own boss and do whatever i want to do but it was one quote i forget where the quote come from Someone was explaining that the one thing that people don't pay attention to, and that's the hard part about being an entrepreneur, is uh, when you have, when you go to be an entrepreneur and so forth, it's not that you don't have a boss anymore. And now everyone becomes your boss, right? Which is why, like, customer service and good customer service is so good. It's so important. Why, like, delivering on time and quality, et cetera, is so important is because people need to depend on you. At the same time, you have to realize that people are sheep in the most respectful way I can ever say that it's a lot of people even I've caught this in myself like now anybody listening to this even you Brandon like just think about this how many times have you like scrolled down Twitter or something and saw something that either wasn't that funny but maybe it was like cool but it was like uh, okay or even Instagram and then liked it just because it had like 10,000 likes or because it had like 15,000 likes and maybe you saw the same thing with like 50 likes and you ignored the 50 likes. It's so many times that I've recognized for myself that I've seen some like either misogynistic, some homophobic, some just racial or some stupid shit that because it has hella followers or hella likes or something like that, I'll immediately like it as well. Even before reading the whole thing. And it's like you watch more and more and you pay attention to how um, like a lot of people like don't just like it goes to like listening to popular music, right? 
Like you'll hear a lot of people won't listen to a, a low artist or a young or, or a younger or up and coming artist and so forth. And a lot of times it's because it doesn't have the buzz. But the second someone else gives it some level of buzz or it gets a level of a following, now it's the funniest shit. It's the most amazing shit in history. Because niggas want to be able to sing it in the club with everybody. Like. Or, or people just want to be in the in crowd. People want to be connected with everyone else at all. Times. I always felt like that that was corny. Like. And it is, but it's interesting to see, even on a minute level, to what we like or what we retweet. Like, I hate when I see, uh, retweet this if you really love black women. And then you just got hella likes and hella retweets. Or, hey, men, uh, uh, send a woman $5 for lunch today, randomly. Send it's just like shit to Kate. Like, you just really trying to get some attention. And it'd be like 15,000 likes on it or something. And then I realized, like, how my finger would be kind of like, go ahead and like it. And then I'd be sitting here like, why the fuck am I liking this? No! Don't nobody deserve my $5 just because you're a black woman, that's it? Fuck out of here. When they said, send a man $13 for his lunch today, y'all ain't, ain't, ain't nobody hit up my cash app. I ain't hit nobody shit. So fuck that, right? But it's like those, those just those little intricate things. And then um, even us, like, you can rap. It's Thank understood. You. It's established. You can rap. We know you can rap. Uh, of course, it's different things that need to be shaped up. We need to work on some certain things. But it's not even like, oh, you can't rap. No, we just need to. Uh, it's like having a sword. We just need to sharpen the sword up some more. And we need to make the sword ready for everything that it can be And then for. those of y'all at home, don't take this because I just am speaking to the ignorant niggas. Because you know it's always some ignorant niggas in the room that be like, oh, he trying to say that he like... He nice, but he not that nice. If you've had the conversations that me and Gabe have had, um, and then again, I'm very confident and I'm comfortable with where I'm at. It's just that where I'm at right now, I'm nicer than a lot of niggas that's already in the game. Yeah. But where I want my pen to be is the the Jadas and the Jada Kisses. I scheme on beats. You know what I'm saying? I talk to you on the beat. I talk about things of depth and substance on the beat. To do that... You have to, one, be very educated. You have to be very timed. You have to be witty. You have to do this all at the same time. I'm all of that. But then you have to do it in a way that the people at home can understand it. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So that's what, when I believe that's what you're saying. Yeah, like, like the way you put metaphors together, the way your similes come together, uh, the way your flow comes. Like, I put like this. Uh, and I think for other people, people don't pay attention to certain stuff because people don't, People don't know craft. They mm-hmm. don't understand how your craft meshes or how it gets improves and so forth. But when I met you, you had like one flow, uh, and you rapped that, a specific then it, then it, then it, then it, right. <laughs> it was like one way. It was like everything was like very one dimensional. Mm-hmm. And then as we continued to talk, and uh, I tried to explore certain stuff with you, like, hey, it's this. Think about it like this. I also watched as you started to come up with your own way. Like at first, it was like. Well, I don't really think I need to do X, Y, Z. And then you would randomly just stumble upon the thought again and be like, you know what I've been trying to do? And I'll be sitting here like, it sounds like exactly what I told you to do. <laughs> I don't know what week. that is. Sometimes I got to do it on my own. Like, I, I've recognized that in myself. Like, somebody will be like, maybe you should try this. Yeah. And then I will recognize, register the thought fully, think about what it is that they're telling me to do. Right. But in my head, it just doesn't feel right. This goes back to shit feeling right. 
That be, but it has to feel right. But the fact is, is that you did it, and that's my point. Because I think a lot of rappers, you can tell or you can talk to them about improving or uh, adjusting their game and their craft and so forth. But most people, anybody, any level of art, will be very slow at the adjustment. And I think a lot of these things you are picking up and tackling it quickly. I think that's also the difference is a lot of people might look at you and they might be like, I don't really like this or I don't like that. But what you have to understand is a lot of times the reason they might not like your rap is not because you did not rap well. It's not because you did not put words together well. It's because they don't like rap. A lot of people like just sing songy, vibey shit. You just like a beat. So if you just like a beat, you will never understand what good rapping is. Which also why I say like when you listen to somebody like Lupe uh, or when you listen to somebody... Um, God damn, I just forgot his name. Um, but either way, when you listen to somebody like Lupe, somebody that's like a wordsmith, that's intricate with words and so forth, you won't understand uh, like how good they are. Mm-hmm. Like uh, even when you get to like Royce or like some conversations M, or when you talk about why people love Jay so much, like just certain things, certain ways they tell stories, certain ways they put things together, it's just so intricate. That you wouldn't even recognize. Even Nikki has few similes. She does. Like she does. Few I thought she was gonna leave my son out. That's like out of this world. Um, Cole has a well. I think Cole's main thing is to storytelling. But Cole is nice. He says some shit too. Cole has this thing because, like I said, I study flows. I study music, and I don't. I'm not in like music school, but I study. I study. That's what you do when you try to get better. Cole has this thing of like a lot of rappers. If you listen to rap you'll realize how rappers will set up a punch bar. If you know what that means, they say something fly, then they punch you with something flyer mm. that kind of feeds off what they just it's said. Like the- Cole does that, but he does it on a sentence basis. Like, his full sentence will be a setup, then another full sentence will be a punch bar. Right. And that is amazing to me, and it's so hard to do. And until you start writing raps... And I'm so deep in this shit, like, I changed the way I write. Like, I used to write a few words. It'd be, like, four or five words, then one word. That's the punch bar. Or two, one to three words. Now it's just, like, fill up the line, fill up the line, because I'm trying to push my flow. Right. So, and I'm like, all right, maybe this will work. So now it makes it, it's more of a conversational flow. Yep. And that I'm growing into now, so... It's just trial and error and never stopping, you feel me? Because some of this shit is just like a big puzzle. And when you get a new piece, it's like, yo, I just did it. Like, what the fuck? And I've been trying to do this so long. like. And that's why I say it's like four years of doing this. And then I think the other side of this is also, like, like I said, it was going to the business. Bringing you onto the podcast is probably one of the best ideas that I could give. Again, thank you. Like, Listen, uh, I'm good for people. Listen, <laughs> yo, I, I don't know I, I what say, I can say. And many people don't understand this, but I've also, we, we explored this with my sister when she was on here, um, is saying that, like, you need a partner. And I think that's the other thing. I did it for four years, but really there was really no, like, and again, this is not a shot towards Jesse in this conversation, but it is an understanding of, like, how people carry different things. Jesse didn't carry the podcast the way I carried it. A lot of times, for the most part, he was talent. He was a person that just came here and talked. But after we were done talking, he did not edit. He did not find someone to do a logo for us. He did not uh, come up with ideas necessary for how to improve the podcast other than what we can talk about and or ways that we could talk about specific topics that he wanted to talk about and stuff. 
And so it's like really where he was in, where he's strongest at is probably just giving the dynamic of your average white person and how they kept, have felt about a lot of things that happened. But also... That's um, a whole nother conversation yes. I want to get into. Like, I just want to ask like a white person a few different questions. Yeah. And then I want them to be able... To, this sounds bad. Like, I want them to answer me with no attitude. So, uh, I think... Like, I'm saying, no, like... No, no, come on, Because <laughs> I'm trying to end here. You got to... I'm already been... No, I didn't want that much. to be racist. I just want bland answers like a robot, pretty much. Like... Jesse's not that Do person. you? Not exactly. I'm like, person. do you do this, like, with... Is, does this piss you off from black people to this? I want them to just be like... And see, Jesse's not no. that person there. This guy. Yes. So, from that I'm, point, but Not really, always like that. Just for that combo. And bringing you in, it really made me understand, like, marketing is important. It also made me understand that certain things I had to, like, get out of my comfort zone for. And that was also the thing of saying, like, yo, uh, I have to do more and I have to be bolder in what I do in certain moments. Uh, the world is not going to shape to what I want. I have to shape to what the world wants. And one of the really pivotal points for me that recognized that was when I gave you the information for the podcast and you hopped on and just did like a drastic 360 change or 180 change. Like you changed the logo to one of the, um, the it was like a stand-in logo that we had. But it wasn't mm-hmm. the official logo yet. Uh, because and I felt like. Mind y'all, was, yo low-key blacked on me. This guy. He didn't black. He went gray on me. This guy said he, Nigga called me. No. <laughs> yeah. I, and then a week later it was like, all right, I think what we was doing, what you did was pretty good. Yes. Because I'll be knowing. It was a, it was a panic. Because it's like, you got to realize that as well. I, even though I would say I've been curating this thing that I haven't really done anything with. I haven't really truly curated. But technically, it's been my thing for so long I've been trying to work on. So for you to just change it so drastically caught me off guard. Especially when you deleted like a lot of the people that I've been trying. Like the people who were to an extent... That I'm connected. You to. thought you knew them people. No, I knew those people. It was people that I knew. People who I had that number so I could hit up and be like, yo, what's up? You deleted them. You unfollowed them. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry to you, but we have to make this podcast page look desirable to the people that don't know us. If you know us, know that we love you and you got love for us. Right. Follow but, the page. And what I came to the conclusion was, what I how I, how I deter that, though, is... Why not just follow them on my page? See, the problem was that I had made my page private. But I don't do nothing, excuse me, on my page that it needs to be private. I was probably, because I always want to control what people can see or can't see about me. I'm controlling that by not posting the, I don't post shit. Like, my mother, my father, and me on the, on the, on the page. Like, don't nobody else else be on the page or nothing like that. Now I started posting music and all this other good stuff. But, like... It really was no reason to be upset about what happened with the podcast page because the podcast page don't really mean shit, especially for the people who are not reposting my shit. And it's really like nobody's reposting the shit. It's just people on there who give us likes every now and then, my friends and family. So, um, but ultimately, that that's one of those things. Like to do something for they always say, uh, whenever you start a business, you should never expect any level of profit for like two years. And then they say, uh, you shouldn't really expect anything truly in return or anything to make a turn until like seven years in. And I say, uh, I'm doing this shit for four years. Not until now did I find out how to manipulate certain stuff. And when I say that is like, doing that first interview with you 
got me the most likes I've gotten intentionally. You know what I'm saying? I did. So you just yelled intentionally. Yes. Like what? What do you mean? Don't you you intentionally got the likes? I brought you on to interview you. Oh, to get likes. I'm here with That's you again. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. But like, All right. everyone else that I interviewed was to an extent like just an I like it came across like, oh, this would be a cool idea. Oh, maybe it'd be nice to educate people on what this is. Like, oh, it'd be edu- you were probably the only person that was really like, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's bring someone on. Let's discuss with them and help them figure out like or see like how they feel about this. Let's give them that first interview, especially because if they blow up, this interview might blow up. But let's see what can come from this interview. And then I also that was because I take people seriously in what they tell me, which is why it pisses me off when like if I had came here and I felt like you was on some bullshit, I'd have been upset because I was taking it serious. Like you had a podcast and you wanted somebody on your podcast. Right. So I was taking that shit seriously. Like I said, I look at celebrities like regular people. We regular people trying to make some shit shake. Yeah. So we them next. So yeah. we got to take ourselves seriously. So that's why I feel like you probably fucked with the first podcast and shit because I don't give a fuck to talk. Excuse my French. I, I should have. That was a genuine statement. I don't give a fuck to talk. You feel me? Like, it's just a conversation. I'm going to provide my opinion. Uh feel as though I'm pretty educated. I can talk on a lot of different topics, so why not come in here and chop it up with you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We both got a hustle. We both trying to do something, and that, what that, you took, became into my music business manager. So now we here a year later. That much closer to the dream. I pl- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that's how it is at this point. And uh, I really do appreciate this conversation. I will say, uh, this is actually one of my favorite things that I'm loving about this is not having to come here prepared with topics, really. To be honest with you, everyone out there. Uh, we be freestyling. I, literally. Like, like, these last, like, maybe four or five, really, we... You can't do it like me. <laughs> 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 <It's>, uh, <laughs> like, really what happened today was I hit Brandon. I told him a whole nother time. I was never prepared for that time. But, and then when we came through, we came together and started talking. And we was like, what are we going to talk about? We talked about, like, two things. He told me, look, I'm tired of talking about that man's toy shit. <laughs> and I said, all right, I understand. I feel you. But we, we sat down. I brought it. that bitch up. <laughs> we started talking. And then, look, and look at it. We just found something to discuss. And technically, we went over the time that we uh, dedicated ourselves to. But, Not um, by too far. Yeah. We said that we wanted to spend 45 minutes to an hour with you all tonight. We spent an hour and nine minutes with you all right now. So what we're going to do is check back in with you guys next week at the State of Bullshit podcast. Again, this is Brandon G-O-Double-D-Y. And who? (laughs) Young God Gabe. Wow, U-N-G. G-O-D-G-A-B-E. <laughs> and we love y'all. <laughs> hey, bullshit podcast. We are out.